G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our Eurovision Weekly Show, which we're actually recording from home for a change. It feels like every episode of the last month's been in the Gold Coast, it's been in Ellie Beach, it's been in Melbourne. Yes, we've had quite the travel around, so it's nice to be back home. It is indeed, yes. And we had a very early start this morning after... We had a few little drinks last night, um, mm. so a 4.50am start this morning for me <laughs> for Norway's Melody Grand Prix was a little bit tough, I won't lie. I can imagine, that would have been a bit rough, but you've had a little nap during the day as well. I did have a little <laughs> afternoon nap, you know, I'm not getting any younger, so it does make it a little bit easier. Obviously, you didn't kind of get up in the morning for no. the lives, did you? No, not this morning, got to catch up a bit later on. Yeah, maybe when it's a final, that's when you decide to like make a, an appearance. Go for the full commitment. There. I'm not really into these heats and semi-finals. <laughs> but you did, of course, catch up on everything out through the day. I certainly did. Hmm? And we're going to start talking about Norway Melody Grand Prix. They had their second semi-final this morning with seven songs competing. Very high quality, I thought, overall. Yeah, generally, I thought they were all pretty good. Having said that, I can't see anyone still beating Ulrika at this point. All right, well, let's talk about those who qualified. Hmm. And who are we going to start with? Well, we're going to have a listen to Yona with Echo in a mic. Yuna opened the show with a bang, I thought. I really enjoyed this performance. Yeah, it's an unusual kind of song, not probably one I would normally go for, but I thought he had high impact, I thought his staging looked pretty good, and vocally, he did a pretty good job of it, which is a pretty demanding song at times. Yeah, no, it sounded good. I really like, I don't even know how to describe that, like... It's kind of the chorusy bit with the woman overlaid in a kind of mm. video screen thing that almost sounds a bit like yoiking, but I'm not sure it actually is. It just might just be Norwegian. I don't know, but it works. <laughs> it, it does work, and I thought it, it gives it an interesting kind of soundscape to it. Yeah, I thought like the staging was fine. They had those kind of boards up behind and moving around and stuff. You and can see the people's feet behind them yeah. as well moving, which is a little dinky, but you know. So I think when they when it gets to the bigger stage, when they have the actual final itself, I think this could have even more impact. Mm. So to me, out of the um, songs this morning, this was the one that stood out. I thought this is one I remember, the one that I want to listen to and watch again, and probably the one that has maybe the better chance of doing well. Um, on the night for the final. Yeah, I'll agree. This was the one that probably stood out for me of the qualifiers as well. All right, the surprise qualifier um, was the group Swing It with a Prohibition. Mm-hmm. Not many people were kind of guessing this is going to get through. It had one of the lowest ratings of songs. The fans weren't voting for it. The fans were panning this. Mm. What do you think of... Oh. Prohibition. I'm pretty surprised it got through as well, to be honest. Not one I would have picked. It is very kind of, I don't know, bordering on Electro Velvet. Do I, do I even mention oh. that? But um, look, it's going to have its fans, I guess. It's kind of catchy. I thought it was fairly well performed. I did think the lead vocalist had a bit of a struggle at times. And there was that one guy, was it the trumpeter guy? He kind of stole the show. Yeah, the little trumpet guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was great. Like, you know, when he was pretend trumpet playing, he was very, you know, convincing. And then he did the whole kind of like, you know, 20s dance uh, thing with the other vocalist as well. I guess that was one part of it. It was quite 
a lot going on because mm-hmm. you had one vocalist, then you had another vocalist, then you had the kind of trumpet um, and saxophone. You had a saxophone solo kind of guy. A lot of fake playing Drum- of instruments. Drumming. Mm-hmm. They The double bass and they climbed up on top of the double bass. Yeah. There was a lot going on. There was. And I was here for it. I, I really quite enjoyed this. I thought it all came together fairly well. I don't know how competitive it'll be in the final, but it's made the final. And I think its point of difference really did stand out this morning. So probably why it got through. Exactly. I think they had a unique selling point because um, it was this kind of like kind of Saturday night variety show kind of performance. I think a lot of people would have liked this and the other songs might have competed against each other. Mm -hmm. And this just stood out for those who wanted this. And I I do think the kind of showmanship of the two of them dancing and that kind of thing really jumped out. So I think they were shocked. They were the first ones because in Norway, they announced, they said the artists and say whether they get through. So it's like, Mike... And no, you didn't get through. So they start. It's How a heartbreaking. I know it's a bit like a celebrity. You know, get me out of here when they go. It's not you. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's a bit weird. So they went to them first, and I was expecting them to get a no, and they got a yes. They were very surprised. They did look surprised. Yes, they did. Yeah, I was a bit surprised too, but I was happy. So good on you, swing it. I know a lot of people hate it, but I, I, I quite liked it. Yeah, I can sure you're looking forward to that one in the final. All right, what about Elsie Bay? A lot of chat about her. Obviously did very well last year in Mm. Melody Grand Prix. And uh, she qualified. She was the last one to be announced with her song, Love You in a Dream. I have to say, I think I preferred last year's song. Uh, It's probably not as strong song-wise. I thought she did a pretty good performance. Exactly what you expect from Elsie Bay, really, isn't it? That sort of big, dramatic kind of ballad thing. So, look, it worked. I can't say I was blown away. Yeah, I'll start with the positives. The staging. Hmm. I thought the staging was really nice because it's like singing about a long lost love that you're not going to say, well, you can't get together now, but maybe, hey, when we're old, we'll get together kind of thing. And the kind of chandelier down on the ground and then lift it up and the dancers. Lovely. The song, meh. (laughs) Absolute meh. I was really kind of quite disappointed and there was no moments. The staging made the moments. Her vocal was actually at times a bit ropey, mm. even with the auto-tune. Oh, gosh. Um, and we know she can sing. So whether she was nervous, because last year she auto-qualified, right? Mm, yes, To the true. final. So maybe she was just a bit nervous and maybe she'll bring a bit more to the final. But I can't see this getting anywhere near to winning. I'll agree. I thought staging-wise, that chandelier effect, like it's starting on the ground and then raising and everything like that, very, very good. But yeah, it kind of just leaves me a bit cold. Yeah, I think, I think she was lucky to get through, mm, personally. We'll, we'll see. They don't she, give us any stats. Do that. We they just don't. See advances. Uh, we'll probably find she'll probably win the whole thing now that I've had it. So <laughs> anyway, about the people who miss out because I think there's some real uh, tough ones here to not get through. Mm. Uh, let's start with Sandra Ling and her Norwegian song. Mm-hmm. I won't pronounce her. Her Norwegian ballad. She mm-hmm. was very good. She was very captivating. I thought she did a pretty good job of it vocally. Who knows? Maybe the language thing just didn't work for the voters this morning. I really enjoyed it. It was good. She had this kind of plinth that turned into stairs. Mm. She had a reveal. She sang it really well. People people on stilts. Yeah, the Slender Man type. (laughs) That was a little odd. (laughs) The overall thing, it just felt a little dated. It felt Mm. like something you'd see in a national final in the mid-2010s and people would love it. And I think maybe the competition's just moved on a bit. Yeah, fair enough. I'll agree with that. Uh, let's go to Alejandro Fuentes. Is that right? Yes, with Fuego. With Fuego. <laughs> what do you think of this? This is very, you know, Latin, Dunscandy. This is something Alvaro Australia does in, in Melfest. And I thought it was actually pretty good quality. If anything, 
I'm surprised this one didn't get through. It's probably the shock for me that maybe snuck ahead of one of the others, perhaps. Yeah, it does. Um, it would have got through on Melfest, I feel. Like, <laughs> yes. it really would have. And I thought he did a really good job of it. It was just all done before a little bit. I mean, he did a very good job of what he had. Yeah. I mean, when you have a song called Fuego and you have fire, like, you know, it kind of ticked every cliche and the kind of Latin thing. And he did a good job. He vocally was very good, performed it well. And I think you would normally see that in any other national final making it through to the grand final. But uh, tough tough year in, in Norway a lot of good songs are missing out mm, yeah as I say surprise for me this one is not advancing and what about Ella with Waste well, look an interesting one it's very <laughs> it was very slow-mo let's be honest well, her- including the whole cat suit and <laughs> yeah. everything um, but I thought she did a pretty good job of it I quite liked it but it did feel like, oh, I'm watching a pound shop kind of Chanel. It, it kind of is one of those things every year after. There's always a lot of, you know, we saw rock from after Monoskin. We saw a lot of Fuegos kind of things after 2018, some Savoy stuff in mm. uh, 2019. You see them a lot in the national finals and they all fall because I think voters can sniff that stuff and they have that, even the casual ones have that kind of thing. Oh, it's just like the winner of last year. Mm. And I think she might've suffered because I thought she did a great job. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. Like it was a real proper performance. Like before Chanel slow-mo existed, I would have been like, oh my God, this is great. Send it. But it came across a bit. Yeah. Cheap. She was very, she was gutted to miss out. Yeah. Look, you're right. I thought she performed it really well. It's just unfortunate that the whole dance routine and everything probably quite reminiscent of another popular song. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you just can't do that. You've got to be a little bit more different. Yeah. And then there was Bjorn who had his Turn Off My Heart uh, ballad. Very nice. You can see he's from a sort of uh, musical theatre background and it did come across as very musical theatre, but I thought he sang it very well. The song's quite nice. Just, yeah, probably not as poppy enough for the uh, Norwegian audience. But no, it was a good, good effort. Yeah, he's a great vocalist. Um, I really enjoyed him, uh, his performance and his vocal. The song was easily the worst of the bunch. Mm-hmm. And that's not like it was a bad song. It was just a bit dated and done all before and by numbers. But he could sing. Yeah. And he seemed like a nice guy. So, you know, nice to discover another artist. Definitely. But it did sound like it came from the first act of a kind of musical. And Yeah. 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 And what was with the knitwear jacket? It was an odd fashion choice. It was like rhinestone kind of main jacket. <laughs> and then his sleeves were like... Knitwear. Knitwear. <laughs> Very <laughs> he was wearing his little white cap with Cap-nil. that rhinestones. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Some interesting fashion choices. But <laughs> good on you, Bjorn, anyway. Yeah, I thought it was a good effort. Well, that was the second semi-final of Norway. Again, high quality. I'm loving what they're bringing this year. This is so far my favorite national final series. And we'll see what they bring for us next week. Yeah, definitely step up from last year. Well, also happening this morning was the first heat of one of our favorite national finals, Michael. It's Lithuania. Yes, with Pabandam S. Naujo. Yes, Kyriakos is covering that for us again. Good luck, Kiri, for the next few weeks. Lots of heats to come. Mm-hmm. And this morning we had 15 songs to get through. It's a lot. It was a lot. They only knocked out five of them. I know, so two-thirds <laughs> of them made it through. You'd 
feel pretty bad if you're in the last third. You basically just needed a couple of hundred votes from some Lithuanians and you were, you were through. So just buy some SIM cards. Literally, the 10th place got 201 in the public vote. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God, I love it. We do get the scores with Lithuania, which is fantastic. And we get the jury and the televote breakdown. And we did have a winner uh, this morning that got 12 with both the televote and with the jury. Certainly. Let's have a listen to our winner from this morning. This is Rutemer with Solo. this one back Dale you seem to quite enjoy this one yes I did I really enjoyed it because we've seen a lot of 80s throwback you know your favorite in Estonia for example mm-hmm. it's all kind of fun upbeat um synthy 80s sound and this is the more darker synth sound that you got from Britain particularly in the 80s Ruta her vocal tone is fantastic it's a kind of like a new romantics type of song and I really enjoyed it. I loved it. I thought it was really good. She could have, this could have come straight from the like early 80s, definitely. Her vocal tone is very Alison Moyet for some of the people out there of a certain age will know <laughs> who I'm talking about. And the song itself is that very 80s inspired, paired back electro sound. It is a little bit repetitive, I do feel, in the chorus, a little, but um, she, well, a little, she just says so low so many times, mm. but ultimately I did think the whole thing worked. I quite enjoyed the roller skating backup dances, yeah. they were kind of good, and, and overall, image-wise, it kind of matched the song, so overall, probably the best package from Lithuania this morning. Yeah, like the staging, she's in a uh, like a phone box, phone booth, <laughs> yes. kind of comes out of that. With a cowboy hat on. <laughs> yeah, and then the roller skaters. I'm trying to think, we were talking about this, has a Eurovision song had roller skaters in any recent time as backup? Because there was a kind of rollerblading pretend ice skater. Yeah, yeah. But she that. had roller blades, I reckon. <laughs> yes. So was there any roller skaters? Mm. Let us know. Um, but anyway, I love that. And... Look, it is a bit dark. It is a little depressing. Yes. Um, but I don't know. There's something about it works. It might be one of those songs in Lithuania, though, that over time it becomes less popular because mm-hmm. I could see this a bit droney and moany, even though it's not. And I think it was wonderful. And I can see why it got 12 and 12, though I'm a bit surprised, but yeah. pleasantly surprised. Yeah, look, I mean, televote-wise, there's not a lot of votes floating around in this. Like, she got 973 votes and got the 12 points. Uh, we'll see, I guess, if it holds up your right in the weeks to come and what it's up against. Because sometimes we do see, like, oh, one, it's heat, but then all of a sudden it drops to third in the semi-final or something like that. But yeah. overall, I thought it was pretty good. Well, second place in Lithuania this morning was our good friend, though we've never met the bloke, uh, Gabrielis Vagelis. Mm. Now he's back again. We've loved a lot of what he's brought in recent years. He was second um, mm. in the tally vote. Uh, fifth place, I think, from looking at the jury, but second overall with, um, I'm going to say, Solksmus. Yeah, Salksmus, something like that. Yep, and <laughs> what what were your thoughts? Because I know you've been a big fan of some of Gabriella's stuff before. Some of his stuff. Look, I, <laughs> Not his I, fashion choices. Yes. Today wasn't too bad. It was a suit and trainers, which I thought was pretty good, pretty pared back. Look, he brought a very on-brand 
sort of vocal and performance sort of style. If you've seen him before, you're probably going to get it. Um, I thought it was okay. The song itself probably doesn't leap out at me that much, but generally I thought it was, was pretty good and deserved to definitely be in that top 10. Yeah. I think what he's definitely approved on is the stagecraft mm. and the staging because generally this is where he falls down. He does some very interesting choices with his <laughs> staging, mm. with his costumes. While today I thought that's the best it's looked. It was an overall package and the staging really worked for it and actually made the song a lot more interesting. I thought it was a very good song mm. and I thought the staging was excellent and it all kind of came together. I thought this was very strong and I, it will do it will do well whether it will win the whole thing. That's another thing, but I think he has a chance at least. Yeah, I, I expect to see him in the very grand final come uh, the end of this. But you're right, even just things down to like camera shots, etc., much more thought out and a bit more cohesive this time than perhaps we saw a few years back. And overall, I thought the production quality of Lithuania this morning was amazing. It was pretty good, wasn't they, it? it? It looks so much better than it used to do. So they've certainly stepped themselves up there. Mm. Uh, third place was Alan Chico with a Do You. <laughs> wow. This certainly had impact. Um, yeah, look. I mean, he comes out with the full drag look, you know, the 40-inch wig. Yeah. Um, it's pretty stark. Like, at first, you're like, wow, that is... Uh, that's a lot. That's a look. Uh, there is a reveal in there as well. But i got to say, pretty decent vocal performance. I thought he really did sing the song very, very well. So, yeah, it's going to catch the eye. I can imagine it's going to have its fans. So this could have legs. Yeah, Alan Chico again has been around many times, has done pretty well. And I thought there was something really interesting about this because, again, you're taken to the visual thing. Mm. And then actually, I thought maybe vocally he wasn't great at the start, but God, it got good. Mm. And it gave me a bit of a Hedvig uh, vibe, particularly in the last kind of minute. It gets very kind of a bit more angry and rocky. And I really enjoyed that part of it, particularly. You're right. As the song progresses, I think it gets better and he warmed into it. So I think it'll be better for the run. And um, yeah, looking forward to seeing this one. So Sort of uh, what do you call it develop as it goes through the competition exactly uh Eusta came a second with the jury and it was fourth overall interesting mm. performance very interesting um the three dancers on stage for i think pretty much the first half of the song we don't see her she only joins a little later on uh i thought it was very good the song probably has a bit to it i was maybe my favorite song in in a musical centrum this morning Probably Ruta had the whole package, but this one I think is quite good. I'd listen to this in the studio for sure. Yeah, and it's listed down as Need More Fun, but also listed in other parts as ESC Need More Fun, mm. as in Eurovision Song Contest, yeah. which is interesting. I wouldn't describe it as a fun performance. <laughs> it was very interesting and had a kind of almost Thelma and Louise styling with the kind of thing overhead the like, and, and the sunglasses. Yes. Like They were all on the run from something. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like they'll run from the telly vote because they didn't do that well. <laughs> but I think... Bring her on earlier, and I think people might connect with the song more. Yeah, fair enough. I, I quite enjoyed it all up. Paulina was a big favourite of the fans on Twitter today, and Kyriakos from our team really liked this as well. Just good pop, but kind of struggled on the scoreboard. Yeah, that's what I've got here. I've got a decent pop song with some very good lighting elements, actually, in the staging I quite enjoyed. I thought they did very well there. I'm not sure she particularly nailed that vocal, though. There was a couple of moments there where you just kind of go, oof because it was very noticeable. Yeah, exactly. And the last one of the qualifiers we want to mention here is Noi with Destiny's Child. Good on him for getting through and putting together a little choreography. There was. Um, we had the twin dancers again. They always seem to make an appearance every year. This is how they make their money and live, I think, just doing um, all the... 
choreographer for this. Well, I'm sorry, the choreography just didn't work for me. It actually looked quite comical. and um, Oh, I don't think it was comical. No, it did. It looked a little bit comical to me. It just didn't work overall for me, unfortunately. Noi. But, um, yeah, it got through. Like, you know, hey, it got through in what? Like, sixth place. So. He's not a natural dancer, but he learned it really well. He did it well. But it does, it did kind of remind me of, like, an OJ party when someone, like, performs a song, like, in a lip sync and yes. learns the choreography. Well, he was enthusiastic. Yeah. Of that. Yeah. There's a lot of effort went into it, but well, I'm not sure it really worked. And he qualified and came third with the public vote. Very much so. Just the last artist we're talking about, Eister. I know you're a big fan of her. Generally, she's had, what, third? Cracks. This was failed attempt number 12, I believe. Oh, 12, 12 okay. or 13. Who, I don't know. She's even lost count. She did finish 11th. Poor thing. Poor Let's just thing. mention that. Um, she has been quoted as saying, no matter how old I will be, 50, 60 or 93, I will go to Eurovision. At this point, it's looking closer to the 93 I think we're going to get. But look, good on her for her persistence. I say keep giving it a crack. One time, it's going to happen. Maybe she should learn how to roller skate. She could be one of the backup ones for Ruder if uh, she goes. Because I don't know if she's going to make it on her own. Like, just send her out with a tambourine or something. Like, just so she gets on stage once and end the madness. Yeah, I can't say I particularly enjoyed the song this morning. I didn't think it was too much of it, to be honest. All right. Well, look, that was heat number one of Lithuania. A few more to go, and we'll see you again next week. The only other national final this weekend, and national finals in inverted commas because it's live auditions at the moment for the quarterfinals, kind of, of Malta and Mesk. So we're not going to play songs for no. this one. Um, we'll wait till we have the proper live shows. But a couple of um, songs just worth talking about. One of the big hitters, Brooke, who again has been in many other uh, Maltese national selections. She performed her song on Saturday, Check Bame. Yeah, it was an interesting one, wasn't it? Very Maltese power pop kind of song. If you've seen any Maltese national final in the past, this one would have just fitted in very nicely. I thought she did a pretty good job of the vocal. It was a couple of moments there, a bit of a stretch, but I think once we get the full performance and package, this will, I think, come across as one of the favourites, one would imagine. Exactly. I think in a year where there's nothing really standing out so far, she just does a really good vocal performance of this and I think it's in a really nice part of her range mm. it sounded really good I thought this morning in a live audition sense so I think she has every chance but we've still got obviously a lot more songs to get through definitely the other one that's got a lot of chat online is The Busker with their song Dance in, in brackets Our Own Party mm. um what did you think of this? Discussing this earlier, you seem a little more keen on this than I am. Look, I think there is definitely a big hook in there with the sax riff that they have in there, so that's going to stick with people. But unfortunately, it just doesn't do much for me at all, this one. But yeah, there's a bit of chatter about it. Yeah, look, I think also thinking about Televote to get through a semi-final at Eurovision, mm. public vote, is something like that going to have a better chance than Brooke doing basic Maltese pop song, which is no doubt probably going to come second last in the public vote without even predicting it? Let's be honest. I think it's probably got more tally vote legs in a Eurovision sense than something like Brooke. I will agree with that. I wonder if people are going to start considering that or not, we'll depending see. how it goes. But I thought it was like fun and interesting. It was some kind of really naff parts. I couldn't work out if it was novelty or not, because... Craig, who's covering these auditions for us from the Aussie Vision team, bless him for doing this. The hardest job of anything in Aussie Vision. Someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. He (laughs) secretly loves it. But he sent us a bit of a wrap-up just so we didn't have to watch all of it. Here are the key ones to look out for. And he normally sends kind of like, and here's the kind of joke one. 
I thought this was the joke one at first. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I actually like this. This is really good. And I was like, oh, no, this is one of the like good ones that mm. people like. So I think it borders a little bit on jokey, but it's actually semi-serious at the same time. I think a lot will depend how they choose to stage it because it could come across as a bit naff, you're right. Or if they could go up down a bit more serious route, then it could probably come together a bit more. So, yeah, as I say, I'm not particularly keen on the song. You are. Yeah. <laughs> and also, can we say just like, let's talk about sax. Because there's a lot of sax going around. We had two in Lithuania, we had one in Norway, and then we've had this again in Malta. And then also, we're going to talk about this soon, Moldova, epic sax guys coming back. Yes. There's a lot of sax this year. What's going on? It seems to be in vogue in Europe, isn't it? Sax music is back. But it's so bizarre because last, I mean, last year, Latvia failed miserably with a big (laughs) sax solo. So what's everyone doing? Mm. Oh, well, I mean, they're obviously a very popular instrument right now. All right, well, we'll see if Sax is successful in these national finals. A national final that people are really starting to love and doing very well over the last few years, Finland with UMK. They've been drip-feeding the songs all week. We finally got the whole bunch of them and we're able to go through them. You're right. One of the very popular ones. And I have to say, they've really hit it out of the park recently, just with their selections. It's not the biggest selection, only seven songs. But what I think it does is it actually does reflect the Finnish music industry. So it is successful. Completely different approach, say, from somebody like Portugal. But at the same time, they kind of work for each market. So well done to Finland. And I think it's a pretty strong selection overall. Yeah, indeed. I think they've been turning out the national finals. They did get one really good result out of it. And I think this is the way to go with it. This little quality. I love that I had never heard any of these artists before, which is even better. And there's one that definitely caught our eye and has definitely got, again, lots of chatter online and is looking like one of the favorites at this point. Yes, we should have a listen to Karia and Cha Cha Cha. Right. Why are we chatting about this song, Mike? Yeah, well, it's got such impact. Uh, just looking at the video today, it's already racked up 620,000 views and it was only out four days ago. So it's definitely in people's minds. It's just so catchy as well. Now, if you ask me to describe what genre it is, I wouldn't be able to tell you. It's just a little bit all over the place. It's got like many different, there's like pop in there, there's like rappy kind of stuff. The way it starts is not the way it ends kind of thing as well. There's a complete kind of different vibe in production there. But overall, it just sticks with you. And what can I say? Like, I'm still singing it in my head yeah. type of thing. And it's not normally the sort of genre I would go for. So it stands out of this pack. Yeah, that, that hook, that cha, 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 cha. It is like, as soon as you, it, we went, just announced the song. And as we took a break, we were just saying it. Like, there, <laughs> we can sing along to it. Because that hook is so good. Mm. When I first started watching the um, video, I was like, I'm not sure if I like this. This is a bit odd. And even the first chorus, I was like, okay, that's kind of a bit hooky. That's kind of all right. By the time we got to the next bit of the chorus, I was like singing along. And by the end, I was loving it. So it's a bit odd, but it's got something. 
bit odd even for Finland. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they can be a little bit left of centre kind of thing. It, it just kind of works. And as I say, it probably shouldn't. And it's definitely not a genre I would normally listen to, but this one's staying on the playlist for sure. Oh, but like, could you see this maybe falling down live? I guess that's the big question mark. Possibly. Um, I mean, he's a fairly experienced performer, isn't he? He's been around a while. I guess it'll be interesting to see how they do stage it because it could end up just being a big old mess come the uh, live performance. But definitely in the studio, it kind of works. Yeah, over uh, definitely. This is this looks like one of the ones to beat, but there's a lot of other good songs in here. Like Benjamin is getting a lot of love. Actually, number one on my Eurovision scoreboard mm. or the app of people voting for their favorites. Again, okay. a really kind of like, you know that Finnish sound? Yeah. A bit the Chialina sound of Erica Vickman. There's elements of that in here with this kind of 80s thing. Very much. And it is an 80s inspired sort of sound in this one as well, but it works. And it's obviously a sound that's very, very popular around that part of the world. Yeah, we went to a friend's... Um, house last night just for a couple of little drinks and we got there and these are kind of more casual once a year eurovision fans and they were playing this song yes not even without prompting (laughs) (laughs) so it does say this like finnish stuff is definitely standing out i particularly also liked portion boys which was just over the top ridiculousness just so stupid but i love when someone leans into this and just goes for it. And again, it could be amazing or could be a massive hot mess live. Yes, I agree. I'm, I'm expecting hot mess. Um, there's a campness to it, I guess. It's probably like an over-the-top Teflon Brothers, if you can imagine. I love Teflon, Teflon Brothers. Brothers. I know, that's why you like this one. Can't say it really works for me. It is heading a little bit towards the kind of novelty side of things, but there's a catchy song in there as well. I also really particularly like the the band, the Kuma or the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was really good. Any other national final, that might have been like my second place, but I think it was like fourth or fifth. Yeah. It was, but it's really good. It is. Again, we've got that 80s inspired kind of sound. Uh, it works. You're in the 80s? Yeah, I don't I think would, so. I would say it's I don't think it is. Yeah. And I guess the biggest name there is Robin Pakalin who's a very big star in Finland with his song Girls Like You. Look, with a 75% tally vote in UMK, I've got to say he's popular. He could be just hard to beat, and it's probably not the best song in the selection, to be honest. It's absolutely fine, but it's one of the bottom ones for me. It's just a kind of little disco thing. It is. And, and that's like kind of been done. Disco elements, I <laughs> like, just sound like they're just, oh, let's just pop on cliche disco sound number yeah, one, yeah. and then we'll hit disco sound button number two. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it wasn't probably the best song. And, you know, you know how much I love disco, and I'm almost over it, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, that's saying something. <laughs> and you particularly like that, uh, the big sort of ballad, Something to Lose. Yeah, by Lysandra. I'm assuming that's how you... Uh, Uh, pronounce her name i think that is such a beautiful song and i think it's a good ballad just executed in a very very modern way so it's got some kind of of course your billy eilish kind of influence in there in the production but also you said it's almost reminds you a bit of an adele song as well so i think it's it comes across as very very good modern ballad yeah it's definitely modern ballad and it does to me sound almost like something between a Billie Eilish song and an Adele album track. Uh, I could not have been less interested in this song. I found it so dull. Oh, wow. And so, I, I just, just not for me normally, at all. Normally, I'm the cold, heartless one, but it's you this time. I just right? felt nothing for it. Absolutely nothing. And I really just couldn't wait for it to be over. Oh. She will probably bring a wonderful performance and it will suddenly become my favourite when I watch it live. <laughs> when you're in tears or yeah, whatever. Yeah, probably. But, um, it's just because it's early in the 
the morning. Um, but no, look, I think it's there's something for everyone, I think, in this mix. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think it's going to be a great national final, just like last year was as well. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so looking forward to the live performances of these because, of course, everything could change. Right, during the week, we had the songs and artists announced for Denmark, Portugal, and Moldova. Mm. Now, we're not going to go in depth on these. Um, we'll start with Denmark, and we are going to actually do a bonus episode for our patron mm. to talk about one of our favorite national finals, um, Dansk Melody Grand Prix. But just for now, some overall impressions, Mike? pretty strong i mean generally i like a bit of danish music because you know i enjoy a good white chicken sandwich but (laughs) um, generally i thought it was pretty strong um they all kind of grouped together maybe one or two of the little standouts or front runners for me yeah, definitely. I mean, it is like pick your colour of beige, but I thought the beige was very good. Sometimes beige is nice. And I thought this was some really good stuff. It's kind of pleasantly surprised me. I went in with low expectations, a lot around the same quality, but I definitely have a standout that I think is very good. Hmm. And we will chat about it in the Patreon episode where we'll give our favourites and the favourite of the Aussie Vision team, which they are ranking at the moment. And I have no idea what they're going to choose. I think it's very close between them all. I think it's very close as well. And this is one of those national finals that, you know, everyone gives it a whack every year and says it's boring or whatever. I don't think it's that bad at all. So, again, looking forward to their little staging on this one. A lot of them have been bad. <laughs> uh, Portugal. Now, we haven't gone through the songs of Portugal. Probably worth just pointing out that the 2018 Eurovision entrant is taking part. That's right. Claudia Pascal. Uh, she is back. Uh, had a quick listen to her song. Can't say it's probably as good as the one she uh, performed in 2018, but she'll obviously get some headlines. Yeah, we'll catch up on Portugal and pick out some faves. And when we get closer to it as well, there's quite a lot of songs to get through. Mm, yes. And always want to give it a proper listen because always such great variety in, in Festival de Cancel. And they've improved so much over the last few years. Yeah, definitely. And it's also one of those things, maybe it's because I'm just not that savvy with Portuguese music. Some of them do take a while to bed in. So a couple of listens rather than just one-off listen, I'll rank that. No, give, give it a bit of time and, and allow the emotion to come through. And Moldova had, of course, songs and artists for their open auditions that are happening this weekend. Apparently, will lead on to a national final. But hey, we know what happened last year. They just they just cancelled it and just chose uh, the um, the other entrant, of course, the Dubs, the Dubs, whatever. This year, we do have three former Eurovision artists coming back. Sunstroke Project, the big boys there from 2010 and 2017, came third with Hey Mama, Epic Sax Guy. Got to be one of the favourites. You would imagine so. We've also got Pasha Pafeni from 2012, who did well in the final there as well. And we have Aliona Moon from 2013 too, taking part as well. So, yeah, three big names. There's a lot of horrific stuff in that audition <laughs> stuff. So uh, it's always fun to tune into. But those three you'd be thinking are probably safe to go to the final. And because you've got three big names, I reckon they'll have to put on a final. That's it. You can't do what you did last year because you're going to be dogging two of the others, won't you, if you just pick someone. I'm interested to see how it goes, but I expect those three to definitely feature towards the end. All right. Well, we'll give you details and see how it all goes over the coming weeks. The last country we want to finish with, now we touched on this very briefly last week, uh, that Croatia and the Dora songs were out. Mm-hmm. Now, the Aussie Vision team has been busy voting, and we did finally catch up on the songs. There was a huge winner from the Aussie Vision team, and this is also easily my favourite song. 
Or which one was it, Michael? Well, it is Harmonia Dissonance with Nevera Lele. team this had 118 points the next one had about 60 odd wow big win yeah very it, big win it definitely stands out doesn't it it's going to be one of those ones when you go through the whole selection if you haven't heard them you're going to go wow that one so i'm not surprised at one well look croatia is uh in the doldrums here they have not qualified since 2017 they have come 11th twice in a row very unlucky in 21 a bit surprising in 2022 i will say true this kind of just general pop of nondescript place and era or wherever is not doing it for them and i feel very strongly about this that they need to try something different and this is perfect i'm going to ignore that the live whatever's the live's going to be but this is bringing in something which you have again some traditional balkan sound there that great instrumental kind of little chorusy bit which you can know they do something on stage and then modernize it as well to bring it into 2023 rather than doing Balkan ballad kind of thing or Missouri kind of style. I love this. I think think this can do very well as long as I can do it live. Yes. So there's my first concern. We have that sort of big multi-vocal for most of the track. Now we saw with Tanshugaris last year and also with Fulen really at the competition, it finally got there in the end, but it it can be really messy. So I am a little bit worried about how this comes across live. If they can nail it, it can be brilliant. But you're right. The basic last two entries have just been generic pop. That could have come from anywhere. Mm. And there was no real sort of Croatian mark to it. This sounds Croatian. Exactly. And with an all-tally vote semi-final, I think if they can do a good performance of this and they stage it well, guaranteed to make it out. Yeah, Almost I agree. guaranteed. Yep. So fingers crossed they get it right because if they can... This, this is their ticket to back into the grand final. The sensible thing they've got with this is the instrumental chorus because basically you can just make that all about the staging and all the fun bit. And I think that's where those songs of Tantra Garris and with Fulen that fell down because when you had everyone singing and there's kind of big chorus moment, if you're just doing the verses and you just go into some basic instrumental, yeah, the juries will slate it in the final, but who cares? This yep. is about getting out of the semi for once. And they're kind of desperate to do that, aren't they? Yeah. I think they really need it. It's not through lack of trying with Croatia. I think they do try every year. But um, yeah, this seems like the ticket back to the grand final if they can get it right. I'm very excited. I'm going to be so disappointed. I could, I'm already preparing for it, but I, I really like this. is one of my favourites of the whole national final season so far. Fair enough. Now, what do you think of Demir Kedzo while we're just quickly talking about Dora? It was, it was very good mm. um, without being amazing. Um, and I think he'll have a chance to show off his vocal. It sounds a bit generic. It sounds a bit like World in Union, that rugby union um, anthem, the yeah. World Cup song. Yes, there is a chord progression quite similar. Very similar it? to that. Holst, uh, I think, is the original composer back in the day. So, yeah, it was fine. And I think he could put on a vocal performance to win Dora, and there'll be a lot of sentiment behind him. Definitely. We've seen with artists returning who didn't get their chance in 2020 a lot of goodwill. So I suspect he'll probably feature towards the pointy end. But I have to say, I was a little disappointed, even with the song itself it's in English yeah. I thought he sang really really well in Croatian and yeah. made it sort of um, you know compelling back in 2020 so but you know we'll see we'll, we'll see, see. Yeah. 
All right, so just our week ahead now. So next weekend, we have the third semifinal from Norway's Melody Grand Prix. We have the heat number two out of Lithuania. We have the open auditions from Moldova, wow. which I'm definitely tuning into. That will be amazing. <laughs> and just the other thing coming out is Iceland. The songs and artists will be announced next weekend as well. Yeah, looking forward to hearing what song Vekepnen has for us this year. Exactly. So... Other news will happen, no doubt, during the week. We could get an artist. We could get a song. Maybe we'll hear about something from Australia. Who you knows? never know. Who knows? Um, but in the meantime, uh, we'll speak to you all next week. Yeah, thanks so much for joining us. Catch you later. As always, thanks for joining us and thank you for your support. You can follow us on our social media channels at AussieVisionNet. And if you want to support the work that we and 20 Aussie Vision volunteers do and get some really good bonus content, then you can subscribe to our Patreon. The link is in the show notes. Thanks very much. Catch you later.